This is a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne, truly independent community radio. Oh yeah, WRX going down Smith Street here. We are in Smith Street, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I am here at, uh, well, the genesis, the genesis of, uh, of a new home for Pete Gunn. Um, the Ides uh, are about to happen, are they not? They are, they are, very much so, and quite strongly, I, I uh, would like to say. And in a permanent fashion, I suppose, because we've had sort of, you know, Ides that have popped up here and there around the place, but this is the Ides of Smith Street. It is the Ides of Smith Street. Um, three years ago, we started popping up in yeah. the uh, safest way possible, and uh, today we pop up in the unsafest way possible. So. <laughs> Naked in Collingwood, here I am. Um, Pete, not um, need a staff. The yeah, staff oh great. Okay, well there's an inducement for uh, for people to come and have a look at the front of a house thing. All right, let's just pause that. Let's do the the way back machine. Um, we should get an idea of um, first of all who you are and how on earth do you start on embark on this career of saying you know what I want to do? I want to feed people. How did that? It was, actually, it was fried chicken, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, so going back, I think, 12, 13 years ago, I uh, just needed a job, and I uh, got one at a fried chicken, a fried food um, shop. They also sold Chinese three choice, so all your sweet and sour porks, your fried rices. Uh, you know, you could get your three choices for five dollars, and your your four for six, and your five for seven, and all of that sort of character. Variation on the menu, nice. Yeah. And this is in my probably my favourite big town of New Zealand, Wellington. Wellington, windy Wellington. Yep, that's that's where it's from. Uh, uh, that's where it started. I am from Potidoa, which is a small town about twenty minutes north of uh, Wellington. Yeah. Um, which uh, like Wellingtonians probably don't want to accept but you know it's it's there and it's close and uh, it, it exists it so exists. It, it's good so um so born in in uh, or lived and worked in uh, the i reckon the coolest yeah city of new zealand the, the one where the most arty the most sort of um it's a bit like melbourne it is a bit like melbourne it's very much it really like is. melbourne and yeah, yeah. um it was it was quite an easy transition for me to move from wellington to melbourne because yeah. of because of that the weather's the same you know one day it's hot one i mean everybody knows what the melbourne weather's like mm. wellington weather is just like that and you just i don't even look at the weather you know it's funny because i've got some friends that ride motorbikes and stuff like that and they're always looking at the weather and i just don't even care anymore it's just like it's going to rain, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> well, or anyway, you're going to have your, uh, your your head down and your bum up in the, in this place anyway, so the weather's going to be sort of immaterial, oh, really. You came to Melbourne and um, you've worked with some of the, let's face it, the, the great and the good of, of this area. Ben recently at Attica, uh, Dan hunted uh, up at Dunkeld. You had yeah. some time up there, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, that was that was a real... Um, that's when I sort of embarked, I guess I use that word, on what I actually wanted to fulfill within cooking because I was in, I was working very, very hard um, out there, um, isolated, away from friends and everybody. And I had a, when I wasn't working, um, I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to achieve. It's almost this monastic lifestyle that you sort of, you do, you, you 
in in a way. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, there's nothing really around no. Junkyard, man. There's there's some paddocks and some mountains in the distance that if I keep running, I might make it. But. And snakes, you know, there's snakes and kangaroos. Like you go from out of the back of the kitchen to uh, get down to the cool room or down to the you know there was a there was a small function space that we'd have to uh, look after as well. And you go down there and there's just wallabies just standing there just. And you just like walk by and give them high fives, you know. And but but for someone from Potiroa, Wellington, that's not you know that's not it takes a while to be like okay. That's not normal. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'll just walk past you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, How yeah. You doing? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Um, so I, I, we haven't got a lot of time to to flesh this out. But one of the things that really has rocked your world in uh, the last while is. Um, is being a part of the San Pellegrino Young Chef of the Year. First of all, is that something that... Is it one of those things like, you know, a very good club that you get asked, you don't ask for? What happens? Do you apply for it or, or what? Um, so that one, I applied for it. Um, you can. You can make an application. You can make an application. Uh, there was, you know, not the reasons um, that some people enter the competition. Um, you know, some people think they are one of the better, best young chefs in the, in the nation and all that. For me... Self, I, self-belief can be a double-edged sword, can't it? It can, yeah, very much so. Yeah. But, you know, for me, I was sort of... This is... At this point, it's just over halfway through the life of my um, monthly dinners and, and the events that I'm hosting. And I really needed some, a push, like a boost of marketing or just to get it out there even uh, bigger and better in as opposed to just posting shit on Instagram and, and, yeah. and things like that. so And, and maybe a, a bit of a gut rush too, you needed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so um, I applied for that reason, to get my my little possible mention on the little website that would say this and then just have this like link that went back to to my own website, the iadsmelbourne.com.au website. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so that was my that's that was my reason for entering and my age. So it was the last year. I've ju- I was just I turned thirty in September. So there was a cutoff age of thirty. So you, you just at that cash. So yeah. tell us quickly in tell us about it. I mean, what was what was it actually like? I mean, you guys got whittled down from three thousand applicants to twenty finalists. Is that right? Yeah. There was, so there was twenty of us. Um, I, I can only really speak for the um, Asia Pacific. Um, leg of that that competition but your region the region so that got cut down to 20 and then we all showed up and cooked this a dish for the judges you know the the heavyweights like uh, Jacques uh, Raymond and Peter Gilmore and uh, oh the the Australian heavyweights yeah yeah yeah. Um, so that was pretty and and you did the rib dish that was I did the short rib dish and that's again like you know, I, I uh, we should explain uh, rib from uh, top part of uh, Tasmania um, with a, a like roasted celeriac, uh, celery, celery, celery uh, vinaigrette. Vinaigrette, yeah. yeah. So I entered that, and, and it's all part of it. Like when I say I entered the competition to sort of um, help with my marketing, I entered that dish because I had a professional photo of that dish, and I looked at the the competition. It was like, well, you've got three hours to produce a dish, and I thought, well, let's just say I go to um, Milan, and I get to cook, which is where the finals of this competition was. Three hours, yeah. I thought, well, I know I can have this dish done in three hours. Can you can you braise it in three hours? That would have been. Well, how did you get that? 
How did you do that? So it's roasted. It's roasted oh, quite hard. Yeah, yeah oh, it's right, not, okay. not braised. Roasted not quite hard. No, it's a piece of meat. You know, these really big fatty cuts. You know, a lot of people... And, and what, I, what I was going for was not Chinese dumpling meat. It was... It was like a, a nice piece of braised meat with some texture, or like roasted meat with some texture that you got to fight for. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it's a bit of chew. Yeah, and really rich and fatty, and that's where the celery uh, vinaigrette came from, and it was just a super, super acidic and just really... This is the antidote and the thing to yeah, cut through cut a, through the fat. Absolutely a dish that you either loved or hated. There was no in-between here. It was like mm. either too acidic or too fatty, or and, the, you know, this apple juice and balsamic reduction that I make, this, that goes sideways with sugar as well it just throws it all over the place and mm. you know that's that's sort of how i like to cook just very it's quite confronting and you just don't sit on the fence with my sort of style and so how did it go um so it was really good so yeah i got to that the finals i got picked and i was like well shit i didn't really actually think this was going to happen so then i got there and i was like quite nervous i was very nervous that i was um just I don't know, it just made me focused, I think, mm. um, which is which is fine, I suppose. And then I come out on top of the competition, and I was like, wow, this is actually what I wanted, but not because, I th- like I said, not because I think I'm a champ, just because it helped with um, getting my brand noticed, you know, yeah. the odds noticed. And then... Uh, this is a means to an end. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that happened, and then, um, you know, my wife, Novella, she's always like, a friend of mine pointed this out the other day is I like to be in the backseat. I don't like to be the guy, like, right up in front. You know, I, I work with a lot of people and I um, call a lot of shots and sometimes I just like to sit back and just like to see people take, get their opportunity. And even more so today, since that day, when I had to uh, really take centre stage. And, I, you know, people started showing interest in what I was doing and and this was this was this is what bugs me today about that competition is that you know people say and um, well since that competition you've really blossomed or flourished it's like no I haven't I've been fucking on this path I've been on this path it's only because that happened and you're starting to notice me and it's uh, the harder I work the luckier I get as yeah, someone says that's that's right you know um, so and, and dare I say this is something that underpins your personality because um, someone pointed out something that had been written or was um, Describing you, maybe I'll just read it out and you can describe it. It said, um, have more than you show and speak less than you know. That's yeah. sort of your raison d'etre. That's what underpins you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I think um, it's quite... The restaurant industry, especially at the higher level, is quite competitive. Um, you know, we ask for a lot of money for people to come and eat to pay for your, um, for your food. And so you can't be offering... I, I believe you can't be offering what people can get elsewhere for like cheaper or or you know at a better quality or anything like that we're here at the old lee lee ho fook um from that great song uh moved to uh to the city and you've taken over and tell us what's going to happen in this well i'm looking at a shell of a place the terrazzo floor is going you were saying yeah what's going to this is called ides when's it going to open uh, it's going to open on the 16th of March, and um, yeah, like you say, this is the old Lee Ho Fook, but um, it is there have been no remains of Lee Ho Fook. Um, <laughs> He's left the building. He has left the building. Yeah. Um, Cremated at the back. A year ago, possibly two years ago, this would I'd walk straight into Lee Ho Fook and give him a high five, uh, give the owner a high five, and say thanks, man, this is it, you mm. know. Uh, but sort of, but but I've sort of got to the point where I, I've sort of understand. Um, 
I have been able to work out my offering and what my offering is going to be and, and how that needs to be at the front. So we're going to soften the room um, a touch just with... Um, when I say soften, we're not going to make it like girly soft. We're just going to... So it could become all feminine and, and, <laughs> no, la- and lavender and... No, no, no. There's actually going to be no fresh flowers, you know, yeah. um, on display. I, I was thinking more of the colour scheme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's no baby blues or pinks or anything like that. Mm. Um, so, no, we're, gonna, we're just going to soften it a little bit. Um, put up a few walls to enclose the, um, the space so that it's not, not so open. We're sort of going to go against the grain. We're, we're not opening up our kitchen to the, to the world. You know, we've been doing that for a long time, for a long, long time, and I want to um, take more control with that and, and put it back. Um, okay, and it's closed kitchen. Closed kitchen, you know, it's not really the done things these days. I think everybody sort of centralises their dining room around. It's, it's not orthodox anyway. Yeah, yeah that's true. Okay. And um, we got... Um, out of necessity, we started cooking like that, very much on display, and because we had to, you know, makeshift this, makeshift that. And now, um, part of sort of growing up and having my own space, I really want to just be like, well, have a nice, respectable kitchen out the out the back, um, where it belongs, really, and uh, and have a really nice space for the customers to enjoy and not feel like um, they're part of uh, a manufacturing process. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, what are we talking about? Are we uh, we doing we off the card, or uh, how will people order? What's what's the offering going to be around in the general way? So it's going to be a six course menu, and that's six courses. Yeah, that's six plates of food. There's no little bits of no snacks, no pedifors, no little palate cleansers, no this, no that. Just six very very solid plates of food that would um, in the same style of that beef short rib i described earlier just very engaged cooking flavors yeah quite spontaneous very uh energetic um which is the feel from we'll rush from the back by removing the kitchen out of that dining room we'll we'll bring that we'll rush that forward um from the from the rear of the restaurant so you're saying the uh waiter staffs better have their running shoes on yeah well the wait staff they're they're at a bare minimum so the the chefs would be doing a lot of um of what a uh, what a normal front of house person would be doing. Mm. We were, I'm looking to sort of uh, make sure my my guys are very competent in all areas of the restaurant and service. Service, yeah. So it's not just plating; it's service as well. Yeah, it's plating, it's service. It's uh, um, you know, the, the more skilled guys um, will be pouring wine. You know, it's very. Gosh, this is like when dogs lie with cats. It's like for years we had this demarcation between back of house and the quote plate carriers. Oh, there's, a, there's a thing, you know, and, yeah. and I mean, there's, there's, I know there's professional front of house people out there, and I have, uh, I have um, mine, um, and they, they, they like the way that I work, but it's just, I don't know, chefs are more adaptable, and chefs can just take more on and just achieve more you know without moaning about it so and, and endure more pain dare yeah. i say it <laughs> yeah endure more pain um, it's like cooking on the stoves when you've got your hand burnt and every time yeah. you anyway yes yes you know that and that's 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 uh they're not going to be working like every waking minute they're just going to be doing have I'm just going to be expecting more of my staff while whilst they're here, you know. Mm. And by not putting pointless energy into one mouthful bites, um, you know, we'll be able to 
put energy into other areas to make sure that, you know... That deserve more energy, perhaps, if I'm finishing off your sentence? No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, it's it's very difficult. So substantive effort for substantive things? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's That's, that's very, you know, I mean, I don't really... I'm not very good at expressing myself through words. Um, Pretty well. But, yeah, that's that's right. Um, I lost it. Well, that's all right. We can go... Um, how much? You know, mm. so I'm going to. Uh, that's that's my that's my drive is to create a Melbourne restaurant. Strength through diversity. It's it's kind of weird um, that for years we here in Australia, you were probably away. You, oh, you might have. What time did you, when did you get here? Twenty two or nine? Yeah, no, we were still thinking about it. Um, you know, we were thinking we're beating our chests about what is Australian cuisine, and we thought maybe we should eat the coat of arms. Um, how's that going to work? And then we thought bush food, and then we realised that we can't really cultivate it or guarantee supply. And then we sort of realised actually we can just do food from everywhere really, really well in a relaxed, self-assured way yeah. with great technique. Yeah, and maybe that's sort of part of it, huh? Well, I think so. I think so. There's, you know, it's. What I'm finding a lot is, you know, these restaurants that are doing that, they're still finding, they're still categorising them as, you know, this Australian um, category. Yeah, category. modern Australian. Modern Australian, you know, but it yeah. still requires the use of, you know, those those bush foods and, and all of that, which yeah. I'm not personally not a big fan of. Um, I know that they're, they're, they're good food, you know. Um, some people can cook with them well. Um, other people can't but still do. <laughs> But I'm, uh, you know, that's, we're not going to be sort of, uh, you, you, uh, what, I, what you can, what you won't be able to do is associate sort of mm. mountain pepper with Ides, I, I suppose. It's very uh, common, common ingredients um, and some uncommon ingredients, yep. but you'll know what they are and you'll be able, you won't, you know, you know how you can describe a dish to someone and they have no fucking idea what you're talking about, they, but they still go... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. You know, <laughs> and I feel really bad because we're kind of like, okay, see ya. Yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> so we'll, 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 we will, uh, we will, you'll always know what's happening, you know. And from, from that, you know, the other sort of big thing that we're doing with not only the food but the restaurant is is a thing. It's a nod back to where we've come from with these events and monthly pop-ups and stuff like that is is what we call One Day Sunday. Yes. Um, so once a month, we're going to flip the entire concept of the restaurant. So that's from walking through the front door, the staff being in different uniforms, the restaurant will be set up quite differently, cool. tables will be yeah. set, um, the food offering will be very, very different. You know, there'll, there'll be... I mean, there, there's certain things like the paint on the walls that we obviously cannot change, but we will dress the room to the occasion, whatever that's going to be. I mean, they're, they're going to be quite, you know, one day we might do the nod to the Australian food scene and cook with all sorts of native stuff, you know. Who knows? Uh, who knows? But, you know, we've got a few, few uh, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve and we're going to, we'll, we'll roll them out little bit by little bit. Um, Watch this space, I yeah, suppose we yeah, can this, say. I mean, it's very important to me that we don't lose... Um, what what we are, what we have been, what we've established over the last three years. Mm. It's not like, okay, well, over those last three years, the goal was to get a restaurant and open up a restaurant. 
and that's happening. And so See? I've sort of had this question, like, well, what's going to happen now? And I, so I don't really know. What <laughs> but what I do know is we can't forget where we came from because the people that I've had the opportunity to cook for, the people that come back uh, month after month or event after event, they come because of those things. Yeah. So, you know, I, those things must stay. They yeah. can't change. They can't change. Yeah. So, well, they, they will change, just um, they'll still be around in some some capacity. It sounds nice. It's sort of this sort of sea of constancy and then this avant-garde nature every now and then for everybody to let their hair down and yeah. and um, experience something different. Now, um, a couple of questions. I haven't asked these for a while, but I, I thought... I, actually, the first one's really, really obvious. Um, I just thought I'd get your perspective on the seasons and where we are. Yep. We're sort of getting towards the end of summer now. We're almost getting to the that real abundant area of um, autumn and stuff like that. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What, 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 are you, what are you digging at the moment and what are you sort of regretting saying goodbye to? Well, regretting saying goodbye to is mangoes. Me too. Uh, I was just going to say mangoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but we've got this thing. This, oh. uh, it's killer. It, oh, is, it is killer. It's, um, we've served it just as a final dessert and it's uh, a mango, like a fresh cheek of mango. It's uh, rolled in flour. Yeah. Then soaked in buttermilk and then crumbed in malt biscuits and ground hazelnuts, and then deep fried. Yeah, why, why the buttermilk? What's the buttermilk doing? Oh, it's, it's, acid it's like a pan. It's like a your traditional breadcrumb, but the buttermilk. buttermilk is a bit more. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay. Got a bit more, yep. a bit more juice, you know. Yep. So, and then we deep fry that. So what have you crumbed it in? Sorry, I got malt biscuits and malt biscuits, uh, malt biscuits and ground hazelnuts. Oh. And then deep fry that, oh. and then you sort of then you cut that. Oh, yeah. And then season that with some, uh, it's like a sherbet made of uh, raw caster sugar, citric acid, citric and acid salt. And, and uh, bicarb for the bicarb? No, I don't put the bicarb in. So just the, just the acid. Just the So a nice yeah. heavy season of that. And then um, then that with, with some vanilla yogurt and a few drops of this coriander seed oil. And you sort of just pick it up and drag it through and eat it like a potato chip. And it's off the... Yeah, it gets you going. OIB. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's one thing. I'm, that was my like for the last couple of cu- couple of months. That's been my my, my golden. Uh, even know. if the rest of the meal's been shit, I could whip that one out at the end, and they're like, yeah, it brings them right back, you know. So. <laughs> this. Um, all right, so we wave goodbye to mangoes. Oh, I had a honey gold mango. Yep. For the first, they're good. Yeah, they are good. They nice are. acid. Uh, oh, yeah. Not stringy. Um, really so I always do. A, I love mangoes because I have a dessert called the honey gold mango. So we use honey gold mangoes, oh, and perfect. we and we like uh, truffle, make truffle honey, uh, of truffle honey, sliced pistachio nuts, and this um, caramelized whey cheese from Norway. What's a whey cheese? Oh, it's, it's called your toast, and it's it's a bo- that cheese. Yeah, yeah, that caramel cheese. Yeah, the caramel cheese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with this mango and the truffle honey, yeah. and you just like grate it all over it. Oh, and I then, haven't had a piece of that in years. Yeah, so that's that's another that's another signature mango mango thing. Mango and what's it called again? Your toast. Your toast. That's what I think it's called. Yeah, um, well, well, that's it's Norwegian. It's yeah. Norwegian, yeah. and it's and it's a byproduct of their because they've only you know a good friend of mine, Pat, who's who's. Uh, who's spent some time in Norway, every time I serve that dish and we have to go, we, we talk, Pat does the speech. It's like his thing and he talks about how it's the byproduct of I'll the, do the cheese Yeah, thing. I'll do the cheese thing. I got this. <laughs> I got this stuff. They must be cooked pretty hard. I mean, it's really super caramelised, isn't it? What's that, the, the cheese? The, the yeah, cheese yeah, yeah, the, shit, the, yeah. The, yeah. What's milk sugar again? Why? No, I'm thinking... Anyway, it's cooked pretty hard. Um... The other question I want to ask you, 
um, because what I thought we'd do, we can edit this now and I can just put a half, you know, the bit on and then we can do a little bit, an extended one. Sure. Haven't asked this for ages, this question, but death row meal. Death row meal. Yeah, have, you ever, have you ever done this, played this game? Um, the first time I ever did was with Tony Bourdain talking about what would be your last yeah. meal, would you like? And, and he was... I think they even did a book about it, but I'll, I'll ask it again. So if you were going to have your very last meal, um, what would be one of your favourite things? Would it be that mango thing? Oh, it'd be probably... And it could be as much or as little as you want. Yeah, and, I... and you could reform the Rolling Stones to have them playing in the background. <laughs> you know, you can go nuts or you can just sit in the field and have a perfect pair. I, I don't know. Nah, I don't care much for the perfect pair. Yeah, good. Um, but, you know, it probably would be wrapped off of that mango. But I think... You know, and this is quite funny. It's a funny story because the first thing I ever cooked for my now wife yeah. was something, you know, that, that, I, that is really so tasty. And it's just lamb chops, yes. sweet potato super fries, yes. and cream corn. And it's like, uh, it's like it's tasty as all hell, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm thinking right now I'd probably have that, you know. It's, yeah, we're, uh, we're pretty, I'm pretty, uh, a pretty casual eater. Um, and I love all that stuff, you know. It was pretty unfortunate that yeah. Huxterburg is just down the road because... Uh, you'll be visiting and maybe we'll have... Uh, yeah, you'll have uh, Contra going there. Oh, man. I've had four burgers this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's happening. So it's sort of that whole thing Not that... from this is what personifies it, though. So an ingredient speaking out to you rather than some sort of crazy technique all, all around it. Yeah, that's right. It's um, <clears throat> very um, spontaneous. That's the word I keep going to because when I'm not attached to anything. That short rib dish, I really don't like to cook it these days <clears throat> because of the oh, it's a complete signature dish and stuff. And um, you know, I just and, and is that a whole sort of thing of just wanting to sort of move on? It's like a band being asked to do. Can you play the songs from your first album? Yeah, there there, there is a time and place that that dish will come back yeah. you know oh well it does it always circulates here and there mm. um but my guys they don't want to be cooking that you know what i mean they they helped me get that dish onto the world stage we got it there and we can say like remember that time we did that like mm. how else can we get out there you know how else can what else can we do what else is interesting or, or and with you know zach um zach first who's my my sous chef it's very important that he... With the groovy bike, yeah, just straight off. with the very groovy bike. It's yeah. very important that uh, both him and I are coming up with um, things to keep the, the, the junior guys involved or keep them uh, wanting more, wanting more. You know, they, everybody wants to learn. It's a big thing. You ask the chef, oh, yeah, I want to learn, I want to learn. But in saying that, you know, they've also got to give. People yeah. have plenty to give. You know, yeah. they, don't, they don't think it, but there's always something to give. So and, and also about doing things sometimes the same, but consistently. Yeah, consistently. That's, 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 that's the biggie. And that's the biggie that we are working on, being able to spontaneously cook dishes, mm. but the menu being consistently of the highest, highest quality possible. Which is um, can be can be difficult, you know. You say, the, the the problem is with 
like you mentioned, the perfect pair. The guy that grows that perfect pair, he would, he would show you that one perfect pair, and you'd be like, yeah, I'll have 30 of those, and then there'll be two <laughs> perfect pairs. You, you, you dream it. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, don't bring me a fucking perfect don't, pair. Don't, if you, like, so, don't wave that thing in front of me. Yeah, so, and that's what I mean. That's, that's where that, that, that can be a bit tough, because, you know, we can, like, get these tomatoes coming, punt of tomatoes, like, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good. We'll take more of them, and they come, and they're not of that quality. And then, and then next week, it's all. Like, yeah, and they're making making decisions very last minute to cook the um, dishes, and you've oh well, now we left these tomatoes. You know, mm. it's really, I I I understand quality of ingredients um, very much, but I don't believe that um, ingredients ever speak for themselves I think it always takes someone with a fair bit of skill behind them and a fair bit of um, know-how and knowledge to take that very high quality ingredient and give it um, lift it even higher coax know? the beauty out of it yeah coax the beauty out of it just mm. just um, and, and when I, what I'm saying I'm not saying uh, it needs to be cut into four and then dehydrated and marinated and then fried and then all this shit needs to happen before it goes onto a plate I'm just saying you know, it needs something like that mango with that mango fried mango, beautiful mango to begin with. It's fried, it goes custard like it's very delicious. But what it was missing after that was that seasoning, that sherbet that just really lifted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's and, and coriander oil you're saying yeah, too. That's whoa, that's a yeah. and that's that's intense. But yeah, yeah. a few drops of that, and that's that that's that common ingredient with the uncommon ingredient. You know, like. People don't know how to make coriander seed oil, you know, or, or they don't know where to source coriander seed oil. Like, you, you, you know, your, your house, the, the home cook wouldn't know where to get that. So. It ain't in aisle three at, uh, at your West Farmer's supermarket, is no, it? No. no, no, it's not. Now, you did, um, we talked about what was great at the time. I think we only got to do one. Maybe do, um, what else are you looking forward to? That was what's gone. So it's gone. Don't worry, it's in the rear vision mirror. We can do that. We'll drive over the hill. Yeah. What are you looking forward to? Um, the challenge, I think. I, I'm ingredients. I'm, yeah, ingredients, but also the staff. You know, I, I I sort of at the moment I sort of only have to get my guys to perform one day a week. You know, mm. so um, it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be a challenge to to make sure that they have that energy that they bring to the table. Um, yeah. That on that one day for five days. You know, and that's why. Um, you know, the age old thing of shifts don't get paid well and they work long hours and mm. I, I'm you know I'm hoping to sort of combat that a little bit by um, you know that first of all the chef's wage is is the wage that's what it is and it's never bad money it's just they tend to oh, even myself I'm guilty of this so you work more than your salary you know and that's that's what that's what throws it all out so what I want to do is I want to be able to sort of pay my guys as best as I can and have them sort of working from a set time in the day. So as, as opposed to like 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm having them at sort of 11 o'clock. So they have those extra few hours and their hours are brought down. And this is also very important as well. Um, from reducing the time spent in the kitchen, it allows them to... It, it, inf- it forces us to only cook food that we can achieve possibly do, possibly do yeah, yeah, in that right. time frame. Yes. So that works well with my whole spontaneous sort of style, my very out there sort of like 
last minute decisions. And, so spontaneous and possible. Yeah, impossible. That's yeah. right. Because there's no way. Like every, they know. You know. Um, you know. We just most recently cooked this dinner on this, this rooftop, and there was all sorts of challenges and all sorts of stuff. And and one by one, we just got through them. But what we do know. It doesn't matter if we get in the, walk in the door at 11 o'clock, we walk in the door at 3 o'clock. What we do know is if we're lucky, guests are going to be here at 6 o'clock. So we need to have things ready. Food to ready to go on the table being brought out by the chef. So, yeah. Sorry, so to go right back, that's that for me. By not having them work the ridiculous long hours, having them paid sort of, you know, decent, um, and then being able to have that good balance of rest so that they can bring that constant energy is is what I like, you know, and that's why I say it's going to be um, a challenge that I'm sort of looking forward to, being able to sort of manage more people than myself. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. So it's Ides. It's uh, 92 Smith Street? Yeah, 92 Smith Street. Um, it will be opening... When are you opening? The Ides of March. It's, uh, and the Ides are sort of the middle of the month, isn't middle it? Middle of the month. So yeah, yeah. We, we are... Bad, bad time for Julius Caesar, good time for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so the 16th is the actual opening date. Wednesday to Sunday we'll be operating. So yeah. unfortunately, like, the middle of the month, the 15th of March is on a Tuesday, so we're closed. So mm. we might just come and sit in here and have, have a beer. Yeah, why not? You're going to go and get some burgers from Huxburger and... Yeah, chill out true. on the floor. Um, now, there was one thing that I just sort of glossed over, and I think it was kind of important. You wanted to make the point about it was there was, uh, as well as sort of fighting the snakes and looking at wallabies and stuff at Dunkeld, you said there was a moment where there was a bit of a revelation that happened? Yeah, there was. I um, I think from the, the food, Dan's food that I was cooking at the time and what I was sort of researching and looking into, I thought I had this big um, desire to sort of... Um, follow down the path of Dan's style of food. Danedness. Uh, Dan Hunter. Sorry, I was being silly. Oh. Dan Hunter. Yeah, I was going his Dan Danedness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Royalness. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, which so is which is sort of uh, about the uh, the kitchen garden, about walking well, out, it's, um, it's about very pure, and it's very uh, like I mentioned before, the ingredients doing their thing, you know, and and that to me, I thought was very Japanese-like. So I thought I might go to Japan, and. Um, yeah, well, that makes sense because Japan is about the absolute perfection of ingredients. Yeah. The best peach, the best prawn, the perfect piece of toro, uh, etc. Right. Yeah, yeah. So then I went to Japan and I um, was like very like, um, you know, I want to say just bored of it. It was it was all of that. They've got these great like these great punchy little things that I use that I, I use in my cooking, like you know, great soys and plum wine and hondashi and all these like really good strange dried scallop powders and stuff like yeah. that but i like maximum flavor not subtlety i'm going to sit there and fucking think about it and like oh yeah you know so that was a big revelation to me because that's when i thought i can't um this is not me you know it's not i need action and I want a food kick in the head. Yeah, food kick in the head, you know. <laughs> or people to just be like, Whoa, what? wow. <clears throat> well, yeah, what's well, going on? Big. Yeah, so okay. so that's when I thought I would uh, not do that. Cause I, and, and what I'm most happy about here is was having my you know kitchen at the rear, 
not exposed. There's also no tie to a kitchen garden. There's no, mm, there's no. Um, kind of hard in Smith Street, Collingwood, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. it's um, reality. Reality. Urban you know, reality. Urban reality, and that's yeah. that's what I really want to capture in this in this space. Is and that's why I said that's and that to me is very Melbourne. That urban reality. You know, we catch a tram to work. I've got a car and a scooter. I don't ride a horse. I don't skip. You know what I mean? I've. I. It's. It's. It's very everything is like handmade. I've got some nice handmade tables and all of this stuff and it's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna mm. work with food. Well, we we look forward to see how this um, this space develops and uh, congratulations in advance for um, first of all securing the space and then the uh, opening and that first service. It'll yeah. be uh, it'll be a great uh, milestone in in your life. So um, congratulations on getting to this point. Also, great congratulations for um, competing in the San Pellegrino Young Chef of the Year Awards. But then, I guess also seeing the the great um, unexpected things that are great about it, like uh, uh, this uh, great friendship that. Um, has developed uh, between you and Mark Moriarty. Thank you, he's pointing at the name. There it is, Cam, <laughs> Moriarty. But not your nemesis, but um, a lovely man from Dublin who, through this competition, you become great friends. And yeah, that's, that's a really right. good thing, isn't it? Yeah, that is that is very good. And that's, you know, that was great. And that's something years ago, you know, when you, you think you're... You've got everything, and you're the, you're the guy. Yeah. You don't care about making friendships, you know, and yeah. you just want to just storm through and just show that you can cook stuff. And I'm very guilty of that, like burning bridges and and all that. And I and these days, I just I, I want I need that support and that encouragement from people around me, um, just to keep going and just to know that what I'm doing is is the right thing. And with Mark especially. To see him, to meet him in the competition, that he was sitting. I walked into this uh, this foyer where we were all were, and he was sitting there. And I walked in, and there was just this room of all these faces, and and it was like, ah, oh, here we go, you know. And there was like, and I walked around the room, hello, 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 and there was thirteen or however many of them there was. And then I came right back around to the start, and then he was like, you're right, mate. Do you know my friend? <laughs> and then we just sort of started just from then. And uh, we just um, we just kicked it off basically, and we first of all we started bitching and moaning how shit it all was, and and then we started just like, like hey, I like <laughs> yeah, and then and uh, and at the time he was hosting a pop up, and um, we were sort of just um, hitting our stride with Ides, mm. and we had the idea. Well, we talked about it over a couple of days, then we sort of had the idea. Well, we after a few few drinks um that we if he ever came to melbourne would do our eyes and the tasting table would, was his pop-up at the time yeah um and then he got i mean obviously after winning he won that competition he just he's been traveling the world and he's been like pulled out of what he really likes the most and that's what i like about mark he's very very genuine you know he's he's sort of he's looking forward to the new guy being crowned so that he can sort of get back to the... <laughs> get back in the kitchen and just yeah. get on with it. Just get back to the grind, I mean, you know? Yeah, okay, Shanghai is nice. And, yeah, yeah, Tuesday, this is Tokyo would be great, but you just want to be but, in uh, in your own... Yeah. Rooted in your own place uh, cooking. Oh, yeah. That's right. And he, yeah. he used his... You know, he didn't use, but he... Once, they, you know, people started taking him to where they wanted him because mm. he was, you know, he was now famed, he... 
made sure that he was able to come here mm. and do this by using um, all those people in those places. Like, well, I actually want to go to Melbourne. Um, yeah, and it sounds to me like uh, he's got a bit of substance to him, as it seems like oh, um, like, like so. you have too. So, so, look, congratulations. Thank you so much for your time. It's, uh, it's a big lot of work in front of you, but... The days will fly, won't they? Yeah, they will. They, they will. will. And there's always Huxterburger to keep you going. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or, or make it in sooner. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this has been a podcast from 3RRR 102.7 FM in Melbourne. Truly independent community radio. Want to hear more? Check out our website at rrr.org.au.